guys. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Here's the voicemail we got last night. Hey, guys. Morning, studio. I was listening to the podcast uh, about Lunchbox going to space. I think it's because of his walking under the ladder, breaking the mirror, all that could be his demise of bad luck. I think a lot of us have mentioned that. He kind of pushed bad luck for a long time. The ghost in Iowa. No, no. I didn't choose to go to the ghost. I was forced. Yeah. But you chose to break the mirror. Yeah. Well, I got go paid for that. I got money for that. That's what I'm saying. Uh, also, Lunchbox did talk to his wife about going to space. Did she know she was being recorded? Uh, no. Oh, she didn't? No. I just sat her down. We were, you know, cozied up on the couch, and I put the phone kind of behind us, hit record, put my arm around her, and I was like, hey, I got to go to space. Well, first of all, we have to win the <laughs> raffle, but you've been the one from the show that's going into the raffle. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't explain it that way. I just told her I was going to space. Okay, here is Lunchbox getting his wife's thoughts on him going to space. So it looks like I'm going to space. <laughs> what? Uh, I don't like that. Well, I don't like it either, but I was drawn. But why does it have to be you? Like, why? I think it should be somebody who, like, doesn't have kids that depend on them. Like, Ray should go. Or maybe Bobby. (laughs) Or, I don't know, M2. So you don't want me to go? No, I don't want you to go. It's too scary. It's too risky. So I should tell Bobby that I can't go because my wife says so. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Did you tell her that you lost again, like a second time? Yeah. Yeah. She said, ugh. I told, I, her, I told her I had two opportunities, and they both came up on my name. I think the kid thing is unfair because I work with a lot of, like, probably thousands of kids to make sure that they get education or medical bills. I mean, I think it's unfair to go, since I don't have kids yet of my own, that I should be sacrificed. Look, she has her opinions. I can't. Her opinions aren't wrong. <laughs> I mean, she has great points. Uh, Lunchbox is still going to space. We're gonna nominate him. Hey, when's that drawing, Scuba, on the uh, space the space station? Uh, it's sometime beginning of March. Last day to enter is Sunday, so we'll get him in. Oh, the last day to enter is Sunday. Sunday, though. so I got time to put him in there. Okay. So is he gonna have to train his body? Do we know if he has to go through training to do this? There is training, yes. So if he fails training, he's out. Oh man! So, but you can't. Oops. You have to be good though. Oops. You can't fake it. I'm not faking. Oh, I tripped and fell. Sorry, I failed. Didn't That's make the how time. he fails the training. He trips and falls. <laughs> You're athletic. You do soccer. You run a lot. You'll be fine. You, do you can still do play it. soccer? No, I haven't been able to play. Okay. Why? She's making that up. COVID, guys. Hello. Oh. This is- they still play softball. They still have softball. No, no. They still have the league, but yeah. I haven't been playing. Green team has been going on without me. He's oh, got, wow. He's got Good kids. Uh, yes, why did he have kids? He can't play soccer anymore. <laughs> you know, yesterday we're talking about the name Alexa and how the Alexa device has killed that name for everybody. Like, nobody's naming their babies Alexa anymore. On the phone right now is Alexa in Missouri. Alexa, how are you? Good. How are you guys? Alexa, what's the weather today? Oh, uh, you know, it's nice and sunny, about <laughs> 41 degrees. Oh, man. She's probably never heard that before. Yeah. Hey, so tell us about yeah, your life day. living as someone named Alexa. You know, I've been Alexa for 28 years now. I was actually named after um, Billy Joel's daughter. So... That's how I got my name. Um, And then this darn box came out. And my daughter just thinks it's the funniest thing ever. So it has been a struggle because every time I walk into work, they'll be like, hey, Alexa, play this song. Or, hey, Alexa, (laughs) what's the weather? And I'm like, it is really not that funny. And I can't play songs. When they announced that they were going to name their communicating device Alexa, did you think much about it at first? 
Well, no, I didn't, honestly, because I was like, oh, it's not going to be that big of a deal, you know, yada, yada, yada. And then everybody has one. So, like, my sister even has one. So I'll be at her house and she'll be like, hey, Alexa. And I'm like, yeah. And she'll be like, volume five. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) not me. (laughs) Have you thought about changing your name to Alex? I do not like that name. Despise that name. Allie? That and Alexis. Oh, do so, not like being called those names. You're digging in. You're just Alexa. I am just Alexa, and I am going to be that forever, and this box can just go nice. on somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Got news for you. It ain't. Oh, my God, my <laughs> oh, man. I know. Oh, I know. It's not. But uh, I'm just way cooler than the talking box, so that's just what I'm going to stick with. All right, Alexa. Thank you for calling. Alexa, hang up now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bye. Get it. Mm-hmm, I get you. it. Thank you. Uh, there's a dad to be in New York having a, a gender reveal party. It exploded. Killed him. What? <gasps> Wait, yeah. what? Christopher Pinky, 28 years old, was working on the device for his child's gender reveal party when it blew up. The blast killed him and injured his brother, who was treated for injuries at the Garnet Medical Center in Middletown, according to police. We are deeply saddened. It doesn't say much more about what the device was. He was building it. Whatever it was, right. it was like an explosion thing. Oh, no. That's should this be enough and no terrible. more? No, it shouldn't, but it should be enough of fire and explosions for devices, mm-hmm. for like, gender reveals. We've seen too much of that. Bake a cake and cut into it. There's a lot of ways to do this without pops, booms, and burns. And that's what <laughs> happened with this guy. He was building his own. Oh, that's... That stinks, Terribly huh? sad. But let me ask you this. Just a slight pivot from that. If you're the one doing the... De- like, he shouldn't know, right? He's building it. If You shouldn't bake the cake if you're the dad and you're putting the blue or the pink in there. Whoa, I didn't think about that. Well, maybe he was building it and then the brother was going to add the color mm, Good point. Something. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, shout out to me. Glasses wearers up to three <laughs> times less likely to catch coronavirus. Why? Because your eyes are covered? Uh-huh. Because a- it, comes in the, it comes in any of the holes. Oh, we have holes in our eyes. Your How eyes do you are think a big you get hole. sick when you touch your eyes? Wow! It's like just coronavirus. I, ha- I, thought I, ha- I thought I had to go up my nose or in my mouth right. or eyes. Huh. But it's I like when you get that. the flu. A lot of times it's because you're rubbing your eyes or you're touching your eyes. Mind no, blown. Th- this is news to me. So it can go. Can it go in my ear? I don't think that's a hole. I don't think the ears are a hole that you can get sick through. Okay, I'm just curious. I that's interesting. Know. They have natural know. defenses in there. That's what earwax is. It defends against. Well, nose have nose hairs. Eyes have tears. No, but... Oh, my God. (laughs) People who wear glasses could be up to three times less likely to be infected by coronavirus. Uh, One way the virus can enter the body is by people touching their eyes, Hmm. nose, or mouth after coming into contact with it. However, researchers say people who wear glasses rub their eyes less and their eyes are less exposed. Which, by the way, Eddie's still rocking the sunglasses this week. So, yeah, shout out to me, too. Shout out to you, too, Eddie. Yeah. Which, by the way, how you feeling that look? Uh, I'm not really digging it. You're not. It's getting hard to see things. Like, it's hard to see you guys right now. It's hard to see my computer. And then, really, when we go to break sometimes, I'm just like, God, I got to go to the bathroom. But it really, I don't really need to go to the bathroom. I just want to take my glasses off for a little bit. Well, it has to be a lot darker in here all the time, right? <laughs> yes, and it, it messes with my mood. The search continues this morning for a, a couple wanted on murder charges in North Carolina. They may be in the Smoky Mountains. Who did they murder? Investigators say Tangela Parker, 49, shot and killed a co-worker in Hickory, North Carolina, following an argument at work on January 13th. Parker is wanted for its first-degree murder, and her husband, 61-year-old Eric Parker, is wanted for an accessory. Oh, wow. And they ran to the mountains. So if this was a fight, they probably didn't have it planned out. They're probably hiding yeah. without a real 
safe, warm place to hide. If, uh, yeah. If, if it was a, something that they had thought about for a long time, they probably had a plan to run to the mountains. But Sounds I bet like you. Sounds like she snapped. And I would just like to say here, hopefully with us, we could resolve any issues before it gets to that point. What? Like nobody here would Why handle. Why did your mind go to here? Go? Amy, what, what, because what? we're coworkers, and she shot her coworker. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page that that's unacceptable. We would never do that to each other. But if someone were going to do it, wouldn't they say we would never do that? <laughs> yeah, I think everybody it? says they would never do that, and we're just coworkers. We could settle it. Because if someone said, "Yeah, we're coworkers," and I would do it, guys, I'm 100 percent <laughs> confident I wouldn't kill any of you guys. What's wrong with you guys? That's all I want to hear. <laughs> Me too. Who else can say like, it? There's no doubt in my mind. I ain't saying crap. Ah. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I plead the fifth. I don't want you guys to be relaxed up in here. <laughs> All right. It's a big Twitter feud happening right now between the fans of these two bands. So I'm going to read you the two bands, and then I'm going to do my own version for you guys, okay? It's Fleetwood Mac against Chicago. Now, both 70s, early 80s bands. Here is Fleetwood Mac, Go Your Own Way. You can go your own way. Jam. So good. And here's another song from Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Landslide. Mm. Yeah. They have Rumors, which is a jam. Okay, what do we have from Chicago, Ray? If You Leave Me Now. Okay, here we go. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part. Yeah, garbage. All right, what else? You're the inspiration. This oh, is the jam. This is such a good what about the song that you know every word to, Ray? Saturday in, in the, the park. park. I know. I every could've... day's a fourth of July. That's a jam, huh? It is, yeah. Where do we fall on this? Fleetwood Mac or Chicago? Ray, you go first. Well, you guys know me. I, I'm Chicago. My dad listened to it. I can probably sing a lot of their songs, so I, I have to go with them. I go Fleetwood Mac in a runaway victory, like not even close. Fleetwood Mac. I can go the rest of my life not here in Chicago. Give me Fleetwood Mac. This is a runaway then. Lunchbox? Oh, man. I fell asleep when you played Chicago. I mean, (laughs) that was awful. Give me Fleetwood Mac, even though I don't really know them either. All right. Then I'll propose one to you guys. Here are the two bands, the Battle of the Bands. Uh Uh-oh. The first one up, Little Big Town. Oh. Better Man right there. Here's another Little Big Town song. Everybody loves a good pontoon. Jam. Little Big Town will be battling it out with this band right here. To tell them that it's old. No, Old Dominion. It's dang. a battle of the bands. Little Big Town or Old Dominion. And you know what? Whoever you don't pick is going to be in studio, I'm sure, in the next couple of months. So. Battle of the bands. It's about to get awkward in here. It's about to get awkward. They're both so good. Ray, I'll go to you first. You went first last time. I think they've been better longer. I'm going to go Little Big Town. Old Dominion does have some hits, but it's just been in the last five years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. You're not mistaken. Eddie? (laughs) This is so dumb. I don't even know why we're doing this. But I'm going to go Little Big Town. I love them. I love every single member of that band. Old Dominion, I don't even... I've tried to get to know the drummer. No chance. He won't even talk to me. <laughs> wit. <laughs> I wit. And I love wit, but there's no connection. Okay. So we got two LBTs. Amy? I love both of the bands, Big Time and The People. But 
I want to, got to stick with my girls, Kimberly and Karen. Wow. I go to Little Big Town. Take me down. Lunchbox? Listen, guys, Little Big Town, they are nice, wonderful human beings. But when it comes to band and music, it's Old Dominion. It's Old Dominion. There's no doubt. I bet you lunch can only probably guess this song and not mention any other ones. How many Old Dominion songs do you know? Oh, let's all the jams that you we just just played like three of them. Well, that was Snapback. You can go and do Hotel Key. You can you can do the one uh, that he doesn't want to be a one man band. Nice. Okay. Came up with one out of nowhere. Not bad. Lunchbox, you win. Thank you. But you didn't vote, Bobby. Oh, come on, Bobby. Come Come on now. Come on now. Well, they're both fantastic, right? We all have stated that. Of course. If I'm going to have to pick one, though, in the last few years, I've said numerous times Old Dominion, their music is my favorite of any artist, period. Right? Like, Old Dominion and Casey Musgraves, when they put out music, I'm like, I guarantee you it's going to be good. It doesn't matter what it is. I just blindly go, it's going to be good. So because of that, I have to pick Little Big Town. Just got to know them longer, I like them better. (laughs) I know all of them better, like them better. And they've had, like Ray said, a longer... A longer career. And also, I don't mind telling Little Big Town or, or Old Dominion I didn't pick them. Like, if they came in right now, I'd be like, you know how it is, boys. I didn't pick you. All right, so Little Big Town wins 4-1. to one. Yeah, and we're not doing this again, right? That's it. I don't know. Maybe a daily bet. I, I kind of oh. like this. Maybe, this is fun. I don't maybe, like it. Maybe we build a tournament bracket. March Madness <laughs> is coming up. Uh. Yeah, that is true. It is March Madness time, guys. It's time to put country artists versus country artists. Let's go. In which country artist prevails? Is it Tim McGraw or Kenny Chesney? Oh, man. Tim McGraw. Oh. Whoa, whoa. That, that'd be a good next one. <laughs> what? Okay. Oh. Uh, Tim McGraw. Let me think. I mean, I guess that. we can do it. That was easy. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Bobby the latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. May We All, the upcoming country musical tied to Florida Georgia Line's Brian Kelly, officially has a premiere date. It will world premiere in Nashville in June of 2022. Dirk Bentley joked about his limited vocal range. Yeah, you know, when people talk about vocal ranges, myself and Whitney Houston are usually, you know, brought up in the same sentence because we both have, you know, multiple octaves of... no. <laughs> We usually brought up because we're like the extreme opposites of vocal range. That's why we're brought up. She has eight octave range and I have one. Keith Urban was thrilled to get Pink on his song, One Too Many. This song was written as a duet and um, I sent the song to her and luckily she loved it. I loved the song and I was really hoping she would love it because, you know, she's truly one of the great singers of our generation. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. A guy who spent half of his adult life in prison has graduated from Cal State Long Beach. In a Facebook post, Joseph Valadez says he finished his last two semesters on the president's honor list for getting straight A's. He also made the dean's list, graduated with basically a 3.7 GPA. He wishes his mom could have seen him graduate college at age 62. She watched her son spiral into drug addiction, gang violence, prison, homelessness. Yet, he says, despite all that, his mom tried to inspire him. The triumph story is just a a, a true redemption story. By age 11, was just in a ton of trouble. Age 11, because of his environment, was on drugs, 30 years behind bars, 
got out, got clean, enrolled into college, and boom, nailed it. He is awaiting acceptance to the master's program in social work mm. at the university. Just such a good story. How Alan. inspiring is that? It's just, you know, not where you come from. You can make decisions to get out of that, but where you're going. And this guy's a great example for that. Joseph Valadez, nice job. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pennsylvania. Ethan and Chad had a run-in with police on Saturday night, and they felt the cop was a little rude to them, so they decided to drive to the police station to complain. Only problem is they are 20 and 19, and they were both drunk. I uh, got him. And so the guy got DUI. The other one got public intoxication <laughs> and disorderly conduct. What idiot kids. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We'd like to welcome the new listeners to our radio show. If you're listening live or you're listening on the podcast, let me tell you a little bit about my friend Amy. She is my co-host of, what, 12, 13 years? Uh, 15. 15. Wow. 15 years. I met her at a restaurant. Named, uh, the restaurant's called Culver's. Met her in Austin, Texas, randomly. She had never done radio. She was selling granite out of college. And I was like, well, you're funny. She joined the show, and I had to find a way to get her on the show. We had no money. We were broke. We, had, we were in one town. We had no money, and I was like, well, come on and be a producer. So she came on. Then she's my co-host, one of my best friends of my whole life for sure. Uh, she has two kids. She's married. Uh, what else am I missing about you? She's just a lovely person. Is that, is that it? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that works. Yeah. So, I've, yeah. But I have two kids, but I've only been a mom for three years. So that's I'm a good still point. Figuring, I have a 13 year old, but I adopted her at 10. She adopted two children from an orphanage in Haiti when she was doing a mission trip in Haiti. She wasn't out searching for kids. I was, I didn't even go to work with kids. I went to work with women. Yeah. And met these two kids. And like you said, you felt the Lord pulling at your heart. Well, yeah, I just knew we were doing a domestic baby adoption in America. And then when I saw the need where some of these women worked was at this particular orphanage and there was older kids and all the babies were matched, even though it would take people a few years to get those kids, they would get them at maybe like three or four years old. But then the older kids, anyone over three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, the older they got, the less likely they were to get matched because there's other Things that come with adopting older kids. And I thought, mm, do we really want to change diapers? So we went for the older. And your two kids are aged? 10 and 13. That leads me to Amy's parenting tip. I wanted everybody to get to know Amy a little <laughs> bit, but also know that now she's going to pass along a parenting tip that she has learned that is now working for her, right? And also know that I don't really know exactly what I'm doing because, again, I'm still technically a new parent. But I, like, chores are important. They're expected at our house. You don't always get paid something for your chores by any means. That's just contributing to the family. But I was going through my wallet and found like all of these gift cards. And even in my, our junk drawer, like there's gift cards that have $5, $3 left on it. Maybe it, when they were gifted to us, they had twenty five fifty, but then they dwindle down and I never end up using them. But kids think that gift cards, like credit cards are so cool and they're more valuable than the two or three dollars that's actually on there. So I'm dumping them in a pot and my kids can do chores around the house that are worth way more than two or three dollars and they can get themselves a gift card out of the big box of gift cards. Do they draw randomly? They're going to think that they hit the lottery when they get, no, they can pick. I want the Target one. I want the Walmart one. I want the Starbucks one. Oh, they're going to love the Starbucks. I think there's only like 59 cents on that one. <laughs> but <laughs> they're still going to love the fact that they have their own little Starbucks card. Amazon. 
I have uh, iTunes. I don't even know that they're going to be able to use that one. They're probably going to want it. <laughs> Eddie, do you have any parenting hacks and tips that you use with your kids? Well, that I'm just going to add on that one. That's genius, by the way, Amy. I love it. And, and it's so true about these the, the amount on the gift cards. My son, I found he had 30 gift cards that were all empty. But he, in his mind, though, he had $500. And he was just like, you know how much money I got? $500. Let me see that. Dude, this all gift cards. It's worth nothing. I had to break it to him. But really, that's such a good tip. For me, I, I, I did one a long time ago. And I know people think it's a bad, like, don't do that. But really, it helped us so much. Because sometimes you need to go to bed early. And changing the clocks, to me, oh, is like that. genius. When you change the clock... When it's like they go to bed at eight thirty, but you change it, and it's really six, and you do you move it to eight thirty, and then wow, like, you jump two hours. Oh, two hours! It's and the sun is right overhead. All right, kids, nine p.m. <laughs> like to me, that is the best because they're like, "Well, wow, I didn't realize it was so late." Okay, I guess it's time to go to bed. And my wife and I have four hours to hang out, and it's lovely. You do that too? Well, no, I have. When they first got here, I can't do it now. Both my kids would be like, "Yeah, right." No, our tablets say it. <laughs> <laughs> we know what time it is, so they can give me the military time. So no, that one won't of work. Amy's tricks that she uh, probably mentioned a couple years ago. Caitlin, my fiance, uses on me. Well, she'll, she'll go, "All right." Two minutes. Let's clean as much as we possibly can in two yeah. minutes. We'll make it like a game. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it works for you too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, go, go, time it, go, go, time it, time it. And then I'm like, R-. and then we finish it like, good job. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> it is fun. I learned that from my sister, who's the mom of four. You do, you get everybody involved and do a 10 minute PU party, pickup party. You set a timer. And yeah, it is, you get a lot done. I get stuck with that KC party. Kitchen cleaning party. Oh, I do too. Okay, we got two minutes to clean as much as we can in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's not that I'm like fun an of a idiot. party. <laughs> tell me it's going to be a party. I'm an idiot. I'm there ready to go. All right, thank you. Amy, thank you for that tip. Yeah, no problem. want to remind you guys, Friday morning of this week, our brand new line of Pimp and Joy stuff goes up. We don't ever keep any of the money all for great causes, but we're putting out some sweatpants. Yeah, we've never done sweatpants before, and they've got Pimp and Joy down the leg. They're so cute. And then we have a tie-dye pullover that we've never released before. And then we have some other really cute collegiate-type stuff that I don't think we have a lot of new listeners since that's come out. But, yeah, the sweatpants, the tie-dye, it's all going to be super cute, and you can feel good wearing it knowing that it went to amazing causes and that it's a reminder to spread joy to others and choose joy for yourself. And then also you run into other listeners while you're wearing it, which is fun. So you guys, on Friday at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, work your way down, 6 Pacific. If you're in Seattle, you're new to the show. Yeah. You guys, it goes up. It will run out. It always does. But I hope you guys take advantage of that. I'll play you the theme to a classic TV show. They're all older than 30 years. All you have to do is name the show. For example, here you go. Everybody knows that? Yeah. Andy Griffith. Oh. Griffin. Griffith? Andy Griffith, yeah. Oh. What, what would you say? Leave it to Beaver. Oh. Uh, Andy Griffith. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't count. That's just Thank an example. Goodness. Play along in your car or if you're working out with headphones on, uh, play by yourself. All right, here we go. Write your answer down. This is survival style. Clip number one. Okay, can you name that old TV show? That was a hard one to start yeah. with. Really? What do you have? Family Ties? 
Nah, man, that's who's the boss. Oh, that's. I have oh. Charles in charge. Shoot. Well, that game's over. <laughs> is, it, is it Growing Pains? It's who's the boss. Oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We got Tony Maselli. We got to stack the, the hard ones up on top. There's oh, our no. winner, Eddie. Oh, okay. Hey. okay. I don't feel good about that one. Okay, let's let's do another. That was Tom Eddie's, Brady style. I don't Eddie, like that. You, you dominated. Let's do another round. <laughs> We're gonna start easy first. Here we go. Name this TV show. Okay. Amy. Adam's family. Lunchbox. Adam's family. Eddie. Adam's family. Nice. Okay. Can you name this show? Can you name that show? Lunchbox. Uh, Mr. Belvedere. I've no, never heard that in my life. Solid guess. Incorrect. Eddie. Uh, I'm just guessing Mary Tyler Moore show. Amy. Mary Tyler Moore. Correct. Oh, I've never seen that. You haven't? Uh-uh. Okay. You two are still in for round two. Okay, how about this show right here? Welcome back. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Can you name that show? Do you have an answer now, Amy? Yeah. What do you have? Welcome back, Carter. Eddie? Welcome back, Cotter. Oh. Amy, Amy is, is that your speech impediment working? You, that's what you're saying, right? That is what I'm like saying. Like when you say dual? <laughs> so what, what show is it? Welcome back, Kata. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I'm going to give yeah, it to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it to her. <laughs> it's okay, Amy. Welcome back, I'm Kata. Not, I'm not going to win anyway. <laughs> I know. That's why we're continuing on. <laughs> okay. Uh, name this classic TV theme song. That's not it. Uh, yes, at all? like it's some sort of like a James Bondy type show, but not like. Is there two detectives or something? Ooh, or two? Do you know it, Eddie? Nah, I'm guessing, but I, I think I got it wrong. Do you think it's detectives? No. I think it's two guys that work together in some way like that. Like, James Bond's not a detective, but you know what I mean. There's okay. two of them. What, uh, the, what are they called? Partners? The duo. What's the name of the show? Wait, what do you have? I don't have anything. What do you have? I have uh, Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really that's, familiar one. Yeah. I know, I know. No, it's the Munsters. Oh, not detectives, Amy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> thinking of though uh, um, Hawaii 5 but that's no, one. something older than that all right let's do this one right here I bet we've been together for a million years 
Amy? Family ties. It's family ties. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Amy went. No, I didn't win. No, you, I did. Did. you did. Hey, you did. Welcome to Call Call. You won. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to sudden death, though. All right, sudden death. All right, speed round. See if you can name this one. Eddie. Eddie. Oh. Night Court. Night Court is correct. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, I saw a lot of these. Like, I was a kid when all these came out. Well, you're not all two, of them. You're only two years older than Amy. True. Uh, do number. Do the rest of them. Here's number five. Oh, I, I dream of genie. Genie. Oh. What? I thought I was like, I believe you. Oh. Uh, you, you thought it was uh, Beetlejuice. Ah, uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. Amy. Amy. Hawaii Five O. No. Match. Got to hear that helicopter. Lunchbox is the expert. Are these good? <laughs> is MASH good? I don't watch it. I didn't either. I used to get upset. It was on before wrestling. Yeah, you're like, hurry runs. it up. There were two shows that I always hated because they wouldn't be over. It was Magnum P.I. and MASH. Ooh, Magnum's good, though. Dude. I was, try- was, I was trying to get WCW Saturday Night. <laughs> Come on. Or w- uh, one final one. This one will... Uh, we have two. Okay, check this out. No one will get this one. Wait. I watched it. I loved this you show. You watched this? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, got it. Murphy Brown. No. That was a great show, though. That's a great show. I love Murphy Brown. <laughs> Laverne and Shirley. No. I don't know. Just give us a hint. It's about something extraterrestrial. Oh, oh, oh. Quantum Leap. Oh, no, 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 no. Robin Williams? No. Oh. That's Mork and Mindy. Oh. It's about... Oh, oh, Elf! Elf. Elf. Oh, uh, so it's close. a speech impediment no, again. Yeah, 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 speech impediment. It's okay, I mean, It's okay. <laughs> Close. I got there. <laughs> Sometimes my brain just can't quite make it. It you. just gets there about ninety uh, percent. Uh, and then here's this one that everybody will know. Go ahead. What would uh, you Wonder do Years. If I Wonder Years. Jam. Do you know who sings this song? It was a real song though, too. Do you know who sings this? No. That's your boy Bobby McFerrin. <laughs> is it? Don't worry, be happy, guys. No, no that's Bobby's friend. No, Bobby McFerrin oh. is. Don't worry, be happy. Eddie, do you know who sings this? Uh, Joe Cocker. Nice. Do you know who sings the original version? Of course, the Beatles. The Beatles. That's right. Oh. What does Joe Cocker sing besides that? This is it. That's no, all that's I not know. No, nah, that's all I know. You are so beautiful. Oh, that's right, to me. To me. Or, can't you see? Or you can leave your hat on. You know that, Jam? I don't know that one. You don't know that? Mm. Uh, Lord, lift us up where we belong. Oh, he sang that one? Yeah. Oh, Joe, Joe really Cocker's good. awesome. He'd sweat. Oh, he was the one that get real into it, right? He'd be on stage and be like, oh, and sweating all, all <laughs> like in a t-shirt, just an armpit, Whataburger oh, bags I underneath him. That was him. fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Nice job. Eddie, you are the winner. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I expected nothing less of you. <laughs> Sarah sent a voicemail last night. Here you go. Hey, Bobby. I did have a question, and it's um, about your book with family. And I was wondering, now that you have Eller, are you going to do another one with Stanley and Eller? Or just maybe Eller? I don't know. Let me know. Have a great one. Yeah, uh, we've already finished 
the kids' book, all drawn, which takes forever. I'm doing a children's book. It may not because of the pandemic come out until early 2022 at this point, but it's all done. All the pictures are done, so Eller will not be in this book. Um, I think if we do another one, she'll be a new character in the book. Hey, by the time I have this book, I might have a kid. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I was always like, man, I'm writing a kid's book. I don't have any kids. Um, but hey, by the time this book comes out, I may actually have a kid. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Starting next month, Taco Bell is going to get in the chicken sandwich game. They are going to put out a, quote, sandwich served in a puffy bread shaped in an iconic taco form and filled with a piece of crispy tortilla chicken. And there's going to be a spicy version. And it sounds so good to me. Not like a chicken taco. They're just saying they're getting in the chicken sandwich game. Yeah, but I mean, that's smart of them to get in on it because everybody wants to come out with the spicy chicken sandwich. Has now, anyone had the spicy fish? No. No. Mm-hmm. You know, they have that, I think, at Popeye's now. That's the, right. A fish sandwich does not sound appealing to really? me. Really? But filet fish was pretty good. No, no fish. <laughs> I, I, maybe it's fast food fish that I, I want to avoid because huh. I like fish, but I think three F's is too many. Fast food fish. <laughs> I think that's just one too many fish. Uh, but I bet the Taco Bell chicken will be good. All right, what else? So there's this guy that has created wiener shapes with his running routes to raise money for testicular cancer. He's done routes that are 4.3 miles, some are 2.5 miles, other 3.7. But he puts in the work to make sure that it's forming <laughs> that shape. And he did it. He wanted to get in shape after Christmas, but also wanted to raise some money for charity at the same time. So, And also it probably has the mind like us and is 12 in his mind. <laughs> and But right now we're talking about it and it's also bringing awareness to testicular cancer. And he's raising money, huh? Yeah. So we'll also say that <laughs> men should go get checked. Right? I'm looking at his routes he runs. <laughs> First of all, these are some beat-up wieners. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it's got to be hard to find a neighborhood that has the exact same. Hey, I hear you. Okay. Hey. All, right. <laughs> all right, what else? So how old would you be if you were born 12 years ago? If I were born 12 years ago, I would be 12 because I would be born 12 years ago. You're too smart for this. Why? <laughs> well, so this is a trick question that's going around. Kane Brown did it to his wife. Here's a clip. How old would you be if you were born 12 years ago? Let's see your math skills. Well, 10 years ago, I think. 18. <laughs> what? How old Mark, was I 12 years stop. ago? If I was born 12 years ago. Oh, see? so I would have been born in 19. I'm not going to fall for another one of your stupid trick videos. Well, how old would you be? I'd have to do the math, but I... What? <laughs> <laughs> so, You'd be 12, by the way. If I was born 12 years ago? Yeah. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> right. I Right away, when I read the question, I I was doing the math. What oh. is the math you were doing? Because I was doing different math. I, I would take my age. So she's 30. So she subtracted 12 and became 18. But really, the answer is 12. It's a trick question, but you're too smart for it. I don't think I'm too smart. I just heard it asked a different way, I think. No, you heard it asked the correct way. Oh. <laughs> Most people miss it, like Caitlin did, which I'm with you, Caitlin. No shame there. But that's a fun little thing you can do later today with your coworkers. I like those little tricks, though. I bet you, Eddie. Come on. We could take a dollar bill, and I could stand on one side of it with my toe, and you can stand on the other side of the dollar bill, and I would give you 100 of those dollar bills if you could punch me. Right. We'll take a dollar bill, okay? Yeah. Just a normal dollar bill. Any from your wallet, any, you can take any dollar bill in here, period. And you can put your toe on one side of the dollar bill. I will put my toe on the other side of the dollar bill. And if you can hit me in any way, 
I will give you $100. Hit your foot, hit your face, what? It, it doesn't matter. I can just punch you in the foot. Anything, any way you hit me whatsoever, you would win $100. I'm in. But if you don't, you owe me 10 I'm in. Because, I, I mean, all I need is your foot right there. You, you can put your foot on there and lean all the way back, yeah. and I can't touch you, but I can punch your foot. Okay. Uh, judges, are we all in? Are we all in here? Everybody, we, Eddie said he's in. Yeah. 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 He's now in for 10 Okay. We're in. Um, we'll do it coming up in just a few minutes. Oh, we'll do it right here in the studio. I should have checked your TikTok before I agreed to this. There's no TikTok. Probably, There's no sure? TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we'll do that coming up. Bobby, won't you? That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this guy in Phoenix. His name is Damian Page. And back in 1997, he had a friend that needed a kidney. So Damian stepped up as a match and donated to him. Well, now here we are 23 years later and Damien found himself in the exact same position now needing a kidney from somebody else. And somebody stepped in, gave him their kidney and he's fully recovering. But a cool part of this story too is that I guess when he went in for it and realized he needed the transplant, they said, you got to you gotta lose a little weight. So he put in the hard work, lost 100 pounds and then wow. got the transplant. Wow, so many elements to the story. First of all, he gave yeah. somebody a kidney. Years ago, yep. 1997, gave somebody a kidney. That's crazy. Shout out to you. Needed one. Somebody gave him a kidney, and then he lost 100 pounds too. Wow, that's a great story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. We're about three minutes away from Eddie and I and the dollar bill experiment. I'm saying I can stand on one side of the bill. It can be any bill, Eddie. $1, $20, it doesn't matter. Sure, same size. You're going to stand on the other side of the bill. I'll lay it down. My foot will be on one edge. Your foot will be on the other edge. And then if you can hit me, in any way, you can hit my foot, yeah. my head. If you can hit me, you want $100. I mean, we have a toe on the dollar bill, so that's it. sounds easy. So we're going to do it in this segment. So start stretching, bud. Okay. Uh, that. Also, speaking of fights, did you see the uh, Oklahoma football player? <laughs> oh, my goodness. This guy who plays football at OU, they were in a the bathroom. There were a lot of guys in the bathroom, too. There really were. And he just, there was this guy smaller, kind of had kinda hair like mine when it's growing a little bit, like curly, kind of awkward. The guy just looked awkward, but he just kept on on the guy. He was, like, trying to pick a fight with him. Smaller guy, goofy-looking guy. What he didn't know was this other guy had been training MMA for 10 years or so. Oh. And he shoved him, and finally the guy was like, all right, that's it, and just whooped the crap out of him. And, like, he now he's having eye surgery, the football player is, because he just got beat down. Oh. And two of them. This buddy was good. They were going behind him. as a whole different fight. Two big dudes. And got got whooped. Video? Oh, yeah. Oh. Because phones come out immediately. And all I'm thinking is, why don't they wear masks? <laughs> <laughs> Your comment was they're funny. Gonna, they're going to get COVID fighting. <laughs> but they're dirty. They were on the ground in the bathroom. Gosh. But yeah. those those football players got their butts whipped, man. Uh, not good, though. But, Eddie, you're not going to hit me like that. No, not that hard. No, you're not going to hit oh, me at all. Mean? No, you won't hit me at all. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to Amy with the morning corny. The morning corny. Why didn't they let the fun guy into the party? Why didn't they let the fun guy into the party? There wasn't mushroom. <laughs> that was the morning corny. That's pretty good. I went to Mellow Mushroom in Chattanooga. You guys ever been to a Mellow Mushroom? Yeah, right. yes, really good. that's where you get the barbecue chicken pizza with barbecue swirl. There you go. Oh, that's where I knew it from. The <laughs> fight from you and your husband. Yeah, from years ago. Yeah, no. I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. He didn't get that swirl on there. Well, Mellow Mushroom forgot to put it on. Yeah, but, but he ordered it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, what'd you think? It was good. Yeah, we've been shooting all day, but I, did we have them here? 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right around the right down the road, actually. Never mind. Nobody cares. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was like discovering. I thought I was like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> I made a bet with Eddie that he could pick any dollar bill he wants. I'll stand on one side. He'll stand on the other, and he will not be able to hit me. He can try to hit my foot, my face. He can hit whatever he wants. This makes no sense. This is like a 100% I'm going to be able to hit you. I'm going to walk over to the microphone. Amy, do you know what's happening here? I don't really understand. I mean, you know it's some kind of riddle, right? Yeah, I understand that part, but I just... This is all based in... Eddie, do you have have the dollar you'd like to use? It looks like you're doing a (laughs) stand-up. Do you have the dollar you'd like to use? Yeah, hold on. Oh, my gosh. So... A dollar bill is six inches or so? One dollar. Okay, come on up. Wait, where are you going? Go ahead, bud. Oh, this is hilarious. Oh, he got hilarious. you. He got you. So got what you. I'm gonna, oh, no, stop so it. I need you to get over there on the side of the dollar. What I'm doing is putting the dollar in the middle of the doorway and shutting the door. So go ahead and stand on your dollar. Stand on your side of it. Thank you. This is the dumbest thing ever. I put it down there for me. Oh, man. And then what happens is you shut the door and like, shut the door. Now see the dollar here? My toe's on this side of it. Eddie's toe's on the other side of it. Hit me, Eddie. Go ahead. He can't do it because the door's in the way. That's right. There mm-hmm. it is. I just made $10. Thing Thank you, everybody. Hey, you, owe, you owe Bobby 10 bucks, dude. But what, what do you mean? I, I mean, no one said a door involved. No one said where I had to put the dollar. Oh my gosh. All I said was I was going to lay it on the ground. We'd stand on it. And none of you guys in here, none of you guys thought I, like, oh, this is going to be. No, we knew that you were going to lose somehow, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but we just didn't know how. Exactly. When Bobby gives you an easy scenario, you know he has the upper hand and you're, you're right. just not smart enough to think of what he is doing. You're it right. was just based on a trick question Amy had asked earlier on the show. Right, which made him then think of something that would trick you. And then like that, did, you, didn't didn't trick you. you didn't. So what that? you do? Make this bet at home with somebody. Be like, hey, I'll stand on one side of the dollar, or you stand on the other. I promise you, you can't hit me. And then they go, okay. And then you put the <laughs> dollar, like I just did. Then you put go the dollar ahead. bill in a doorway. You shut the door. You're both standing on each side of it, and they can't hit you because the door's on the way. No. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Unless they kick down the door, but that's another thing. I thought about that, Amy, but I'm like, no. <laughs> but you're like, no, you can't kick down the door. So. <laughs> This entire school board at an elementary school in Northern California had to resign because they were making fun of parents in their school board meeting, not knowing the parents were watching. <sighs> they thought it was a private meeting. Yeah, that's hard. So it happened during a virtual board meeting that they did not realize was open to the public with a simple link. Because the little heads weren't in the boxes, they didn't think anybody could watch oh, them. Oh, no. In a recording of the meeting posted anonymously to YouTube, the superintendent and board members are heard discussing the agenda for the meeting before a then board member says, are we alone? <laughs> they weren't, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to tell other board members, apparently in reference to a social media post from a parent, one of them said, parents just want their babysitters back about kids getting back into school as much as possible. Here's the bleeped audio of them talking about parents and then realizing the meeting is open for everyone. Are we alone? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to call me out, I'm going to you up. <laughs> Sorry, that's just me. They want to pick on us because right. they want their babysitters back. Right. Right. Uh oh. Laura Lanier, just FYI, you guys have the meeting. Oh, we have the meeting open to the public right now. Nuh uh. That's what Laura just said. Great. She said, nuh uh. So they couldn't have been. <laughs> you know, all of them went <gasps> puckered. Oh. <gasps> The wave of people being shocked. <laughs> ah! uh, they created a change.org petition and then everybody resigned. I feel like the people that didn't say anything, though, they shouldn't, shouldn't have, have to resign. resign. They shouldn't have to resign. You know, maybe they should be told, hey, 
Don't let people talk. Oh, no, they shouldn't have to. The people who did, it's a bad look for the school. Even if you feel that way, you can't be a board member and be caught saying that. If you're going to say it, you better make sure nobody hears you. That right. Point, that, That's something you vent at home to your family about, like at dinner time or something. I'm scared of that one board member. She will bleep you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she did say that, didn't she? <laughs> she goes, you come at me, I will bleep you up. <laughs> I saw this on the B-Team Facebook page. They're looking for some advice, so let's do it. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. She says, hey, B-Teamers, I've been talking to a guy for over a month. We've been on two fantastic dates. The last one was last Saturday night. I really like him. His birthday is March 7th. Should I get him a birthday gift or should I just say happy birthday? And if I get him something, what in the world should I get him? He's big into history. He works for a TV station. I thought about getting him an Apple Watch. A what? Is that that too much? A what? Hold on. An Apple Watch. Let me finish reading the email before I react. (laughs) I thought about getting him an Apple Watch, but do y'all think that's too much? Help a B-teamer out. Signed, Christy. The Apple Watch is too much. And I'll start by, this is me talking here, Bobby, not the email. You sh- you can get him something if you want. I think you'll probably go out with him again before his birthday. Today is February 24th. So you're looking at two more weeks. At that point, you'll have been out maybe three times, four times, who knows. You can get him something. But I don't think that what you get him should exceed over like 30 or $40. Mm-hmm. I think that should be the limit on a birthday gift for someone you're newly involved with. You could be funny and get him an Apple and write watch on it and be like, I know you really want an Apple watch, but we just started dating, so for now, this will have to do. Like, you could do something cute, like happy birthday like that, but you can't spend a whole bunch of money because if it were me, I'll be like, this person's crazy. We just met. And then I'm going to go, well, I guess I have to stay with her a little longer because she got me an Apple watch. Then I'd feel pressure to, like, extend if I kept. You don't want any of that. 30 or $40 limit. Don't make it anything too intimate. And then after about five months or so, you can level up your your gift giving. That would be my advice. But yes, the answer is you should get them something if you like them. Boom. Yeah. What do you think about that? I like it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You're in gift giving territory. I wouldn't do like an extra mushy card or anything. True. Good point. Because that's cheap. You wouldn't write them a love poem. Right. No, I mean, you could do a quick like... Roses are red, violets are blue. Sure, I'm glad I met you. Something like oh, that. That's good. Amy. But Eddie's I'd, writing it down. <laughs> that's a real good. I'd leave it there, and yeah, like Bobby said, five months or a few months down the line, you could do a nicer gift and a more in-depth poem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a new episode of Amy's Fifth Thing. It's National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, so all the emails are notes that were sent to Amy from listeners talking about their eating disorders. So listen to Four Things with Amy Brown. Which, by the way, the new episode's out tomorrow, a different episode. Is that is Caitlin on that episode? Yeah. Coming the, out tomorrow? The Thursday episode with four things will be Caitlin for all four things. So she's never really done a podcast before where she was the guest, and she wouldn't have if it were Amy, if it weren't for Amy. So you can hear that. You got two good episodes. It's good. I mean, I don't want to, you know, I'm biased, of course, but I really do think it's an awesome episode. You guys check it out. Thank you. There's a couple. They have decided to chain themselves together for three months. That's their goal. They started on Valentine's Day. They say they want to put their true love to the test and see if they can make it three months. Now, they've had to build special clothing, but remember, you're chained to someone. If they're on the toilet, you're basically right there beside them. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. they must already be that couple that's in the same bathroom with each other. I'm going to tell you, I would pick such strategic meals to eat so it wouldn't be that gross when I went. 
I'd probably be a vegetarian <laughs> for three months. That's the last thing you want to do is like not go have a good bathroom trip with somebody you just kind of started dating. But they're going give to it give it a run. They start on Valentine's Day, and they're going to try to go three months. People online are betting what day they cut themselves apart. If they make it, <laughs> are they stronger? If they make it, don't you think they need a little me time? Hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. They individually run out there. I have a lot of relationship stuff here. Let's open up the mailbag. I have an interesting one here. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey, guys. My name is Brittany. I've been engaged for two years, and my fiance just told me he wants to postpone our wedding for the second time. Because of COVID, we were supposed to get married last May, but the pandemic didn't allow for the amount of people we wanted in the catering hall. So we postponed all the way to this April, thinking it would be safe, but it's still not going to allow the 300 people we want to have. So now he wants to postpone the wedding till September of this year or even next May. He said he wants the wedding we planned, not the micro version. At this point, I just want to get married. I'm starting to feel like he doesn't. Should we get married by the justice of the peace and then have a big party? Or do you think he's just getting cold feet? Signed, Brittany. It's interesting. The whole another year, if that's the case, if he really wants to wait till next May, that does feel like cold feet. However, uh, August, September doesn't. You could probably get one more delay. I'm thinking by July, August, September, you can start to have a fair amount of people at places because most folks will be able to have been ba- vaccinated by then. If he's trying to wait another year, that's cold feet though. Mm. I'm surprised he hasn't said, let's just go get married, not tell anyone about it, have a wedding, do our deal with the party, and then we can let everybody know after the wedding we've already been married for a year. Because if you do the whole let's get married then have a party, it's not that special for anyone because you're like, ah, you were married six months ago. We're just here. It's not like people are excited. Ooh, big day. So if you do that, you do it and you don't tell folks. You can tell you like you're super close circle, but you don't tell folks till after you get to have the big wedding when everybody's excited for you. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say if you can push this till summer or early fall, that's not cold feet. But if he is digging in on next May, I mean, it's February 24th right now. It's a long time. That's another year and a month. When you've already delayed it, he's delaying the thing over two years. I'm going to say that's cold feet if he wants to go till next May. This summer, fall, I'm going to say you're okay with that. You can go one more delay. But make a deal with them. No more delays. Like, if it's delayed again, we just get married. Or we don't. Oh, ultimatum. Drew the line in the sand. Do you feel like that's cold feet from him a little bit? I think, hopefully, I don't know where she is and how she's expressed this to him, but, yeah, I would advise her to tell her how it makes her feel that he wants to put it off for the year and that how important it would be for her to go ahead and get it done. And if if he hears her and then still says no a year, then, yeah, I would conclude some sort of cold feet happening. Thank you for emailing us. You can always hit us up in the mailbag. Morgan, what is that address? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Americans say being able to cook is the best dating quality. I had no idea Caitlin could cook. When we started dating, she was like, do you want me to cook something? I was like, okay. All right, you're funny, you're pretty. Hey, stop. (laughs) She's like Michelin chef. Who knew? But it is, I don't think I ever looked for it because no one ever cooked for me, my life, really. You know, foods for me growing up were mostly get it from the cafeteria, or be able to make it quick at home. My mom wasn't really a cook. She didn't cook much. My grandmother, not that often. 
But now that Caitlin cooks, she probably cooks four nights a week. And it's invaluable. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a game changer. So if it's not what you look for in someone, maybe notch that up a little bit in what <laughs> you look at as something that's really good. In the guy or the girl. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that likes to cook, that's a plus fantastic. Uh, so most people say they, they look for someone who likes to cook or is good at it. I tell my son this all the time. Like, it was like, dude, learn to cook. I promise you, when you start dating, you're going to get so many girls when you start figuring out how to cook. And he's like, really? Like, yeah. So he's starting to cook now because of it. Does he cook for the family? Yes, for all of us. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, this is a good quality and it's going to come in handy someday. 13 years old, cooking for the family. That's right. That's good. One final story. Safety experts say... Take different routes to and from work. I'm too lazy to do this. Why? Oh. Why? And also, I drive subconsciously. Sometimes I get in my car, drive to work, and I'm just at work. And I'm like, well. <laughs> how did I get here? I open my eyes, and I'm like, something happened because I'm at work. <laughs> Isn't that weird how that happens? Experts say to never take the exact same way to work every day. Don't do it. It's good practice to thwart criminals if you should mix it up. If criminals aren't able to see any patterns, they give up. Do you but- think you'd notice someone following you to work every day? I'm telling you, I noticed someone the other day. Okay. Who? But but it, tur- but, but it turned out that they, they weren't following me. They turned off. But I noticed them. Something was fishy, but they weren't following me. They happened to be going the same place as <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. They followed me for like 10 minutes, man. He's like, then they followed me in the garage. And it was scuba Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically during your morning commute, try to make a different turn. One time each morning. I just am too lazy for this. Yeah, I can't keep up with and that. And then I would get lost. Yeah. And then I would be late to work. <laughs> That's what would happen right there. But there you go. There's a tip. The more you know. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Last year, Ryan Sibley was in a serious car wreck. He almost died. He can only walk now for a couple hours a day, but he can still drive. So when the winter storm hit last week in Austin, he said, you know what? I got four-wheel drive. I'm going to go help others. So he drove around Austin for two days, and he pulled 145 drivers out of the snow. Wow. 145. That is significant. Heck, if you drive around and just do five, that's awesome. What kind of truck did he have? Now, that's a commercial. Whatever kind of truck he had, you hit this guy up and be like, hey, that's great. Let's feature you and let's show people how rough and tough our truck is. Wow, that's cool. You know, we were driving last week. We got out a couple days in the snow and ice, and we saw a young woman who was out of her car on her phone. Her car was into the snow and stuck. So Caitlin and I pull over. And I'm like, hey, do you need some help? And she says, well, I thought I had a flat tire. She goes, so I pulled over. Turns out I didn't. It was just snow. But I pulled so far over into the snow, now I'm stuck. And she said, but my husband's on his way. (laughs) But thanks. But I thought, huh. She thought she had a flat, so she was just going to pull over and see. But then she got so stuck because it was so bad around here. And honestly, if I'm being full disclosure, I don't know how I was going to help her. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> you offered, but then you're no, like, no. please say no. If I needed to, I was just going to put her in our truck and take her somewhere. <laughs> well, you can use my phone to call someone. <laughs> well, I was going to be like, just get in. We'll take you where you need to go. Right. <laughs> if she was like, yeah, can you pull me out of this? Oh, I, I, I don't know how to do that. But we did stop in case she needed help. All right, there you go. That's what it's all about. <laughs> That was Tell Me Something Good. You guys hit us up if you want. We always encourage you if you've never called a radio show. And heck, why would you? But we'd like it if you did. 877-77-BOBBY. We will clear the lines right now. You're welcome to call with a question or a comment. If you need advice, we're ready for you. Let's do the news. 
Bobby's Big Story. I guess the biggest story is Tiger Woods' car wreck yesterday. Yeah. I was looking on Twitter and it's like Tiger Woods has been in a car crash. I automatically assume that because of his past that he'd been drinking or something. They say he wasn't drunk. So I'll read you some of this stuff here. Tiger Woods was in a single car accident in Los Angeles yesterday morning. Los Angeles County Sheriff Alex Villanueva said that Tiger's car hit the center median, crossed into the opposing lane of traffic, hit the curb and a tree, had several rollovers in the process. Mm. He underwent a long surgical procedure on his lower right leg and ankle. Here is a clip of the sheriff explaining how the accident took place. The vehicle traveled several hundred feet from the center uh, center divider at the intersection and rested on the on the west side of the road in the brush, sustained major damage to the vehicle. You've seen all the images of that. When they arrived, he was lucid, which meant awake and could actually make decisions. He was responsive, but they had to use a pry bar, an axe, and other tools to free him. What they said initially was they used the jaws of life, but I, my interpretation of that is the jaws of life can be a bunch of different things that rip somebody out of a car. Yeah. There's not just one specific. Right. I always pictured it as like going with Pac-Man scissors. Yeah. And you just grab them with that and pull them out. But I guess that's not it all the time. <laughs> I guess it's just knowing how to get in and, and, and rip someone out of a car. Uh, they pulled them out of the windshield because that was the part of the car they could get in the fastest. No one else was in the vehicle. They do not expect that he was under the influence of anything. Weather was not a factor. Again, I'm just guessing here. This is complete speculation. But I could see this happening to someone if they're just texting and they're in that left lane. And it's like, oh, crap, boom, curb. And once you hit that median, it's game on. Who knows what's going to happen? You're reacting. You're compensating because you could be flipping everywhere. Not saying this is what happened there, but I could see this situation happening from someone not having full attention on the road. Texting, eating, because all it takes is you to pop that median. And they say that's what happened. Again, Speeding, they say yes, was a factor. I was reading a story because there was some show taping in the hotel where Tiger was staying. And the director said Tiger almost hit him with his car because he was upset and he's and you sped out of the hotel. Really? Oh, no, different day? No, same day. So oh, right, same. Be- right before this. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if it was an example of him driving fast. No, no, this was the exact moment. Oh. They say the LA Times reports Tiger was quote, traveling at a high rate of speed and lost control of the vehicle before crossing the center divider. He struck the median. And then they say landed several hundred feet, like you said there. Think about that. Several, that, several hundred feet. You're talking about a whole football field. 100 yards, 300 feet. Uh, he didn't appear to break. He lost control. He struck a sign that said, Welcome to Rolling Hills Estates. It's unclear how fast he was driving. Again, you have people that know about this stuff speculating based on where the car landed. If the speed limit was 45, they think he could have been going up to 80. He was wearing a seatbelt. They said that did save his life. No other cars were involved in the accident, which is great. Significant injuries. He had a few different, maybe two different places on his leg that shattered. They had to put rods in this morning. Uh, not life-threatening. He was in a uh, in California for a two-day shoot for something for golf TV. So. Wow. Crazy. Crazy he didn't die. Thank God he had a seatbelt on, and thank God he didn't hit anybody else. And also, thank God he wasn't drinking or under the influence of something. Because with his history, you just assume that's the case. That's the first thing. I hadn't read in-depth details. I just saw a few things here and there, and I thought, oh, I I thought we would be waiting to hear results of that. They did not take blood, but they didn't take blood because they didn't think there was a reason to take blood. Because the officers were like, he's not under the influence of anything. So, did you, did you ever watch the Tiger Woods documentary? I haven't yet. 
Caitlin and I were talking about this last night. She's like, I wonder if that got to him. And he's just upset about that. I thought about that when I saw the story. Like, oh, I wonder. I would imagine in Tiger's place in his life, he's had so many things come at him for so many years that it's probably just another another person, another thing trying to chomp at his heels. He can probably block that stuff out pretty good. But again, he is human. We forget sometimes that celebrities are human beings. I know I do. I'm like, dang, Luke Bryan, nothing gets to you. You're my hero. He puts his pants on one leg at a no, time. not man. Luke. I've seen him do no. it. He jumps in. <laughs> Two legs. Uh, let's do some more news. Bobby's other story. I mean, soon enough, we're going to find out that these uh, UFOs are aliens. Soon enough. It's just getting, we're just getting closer and closer to it. Do you have another story? Yeah, I do. This is crazy. And it really does further my belief that we're getting closer to finding out the truth about at least something. At least, even if we just find out that it's the Russian government, we're about to find out some stuff, right? This happened a few days ago. American Airlines Flight 2292 was flying between Cincinnati and Phoenix. So today's the 24th. It was the 21st when they had a bizarre close encounter with what its crew has described as a long, cylindrical, cylindrical, they say that word? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Object that looks almost like a cruise missile moving extremely fast over the top of the aircraft as it cruised along at 36,000 feet. So here's a clip of the pilot's radio call from the cockpit. Have any targets up here? We just had something go right over the top of us that... I hate to say this looked like a long cylindrical object. It almost looked like a cruise missile type of thing moving really fast that went right over the top of us. I mean, so, either, so you don't think alien? You think you don't think cruise missile? You think alien? I think there's something going on we don't know about. We're going to find out what's going on soon enough. There are too many of these. They're having to release them now. <laughs> Again, I don't know that they're little little strange men in spaceships, but it could be different governments shooting stuff over the top of us. I don't know. I have no idea. But something ain't right. I smell a rat. Huh. Uh, and the thing, too, you know my thing about aliens. Why would they be the same size as us? We automatically, we're so in love with ourselves, the human race, that we're like, well, if they're aliens, they got to be like between like three feet and nine feet. They could be one inch. Ooh, that'd be weird. We just assume they're our size because we're our size. Get over yourself, humans. <laughs> they could be a hundred feet tall or they could be a centimeter and be in tiny, tiny ships. Flying around, we'd have no idea. There's little teeny tiny little things building teeny tiny they could little be. ships. But they I may not be that. made of I organic know, matter. They can make it be that small and then land somewhere and go boom to twenty. We just are so in love with ourselves. We think everything has to be like us. Like, what if fleas are aliens and we didn't know the whole time? What? Eddie, stop being stupid. Okay, that was so dumb. <laughs> like, like that's stupid. Like that's any dumber than what I'm saying. Uh, let's do one more story. A man who collected half a million dollars in Powerball prize money in North Carolina said his lucky lottery numbers came from his fortune cookie. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Ernesto Sorzano in Florida told North Carolina education lottery officials that his Powerball ticket he bought from a 7-Eleven store in Huntersville, North Carolina had a set of numbers that he copied from a fortune cookie <laughs> that came with his recent Chinese takeout. The, quote, investment ended up earning him $500,000 in the Powerball drawing. Unbelievable, he said. I'm just super happy that my dreams came true. That's crazy. That is crazy, huh? You think he throws a bone to the restaurant, the Chinese restaurant that <laughs> he ordered not. food from? I don't think so. No, no way. No. Maybe he goes and has a big dinner and tips him. Yeah, like that would be 500 cool. bucks or something. But 
you got to think when you get $500,000, you're going to get 250,000 of that. So it's not like you give him 100,000. No, I just meant like a little something. Yeah, he probably goes back. Well, but he lives in Florida. He was just in North Carolina. Like, he may not go back up there. Yeah, true. Good for that guy, though. Love to see it. Thank you very much. That's the news. Bobby's Big Story. I love it when really rich people put their houses up for sale and you get to see kind of how they're living. It's always pretty exciting, right? Yeah. Dave Ramsey, who is the guy that's on the radio helping people with money, who comes in on this show sometimes. He is listing his home for over $15 million. It's on 14 and a half acres. He bought the land for $1.6 million in 2009 and then built his home on it. Listed at fifteen point four five million, and I think Ooh. I've seen it. I think I've because it's up high. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people can see it right? on the road. Yes, the gated hillstop, uh, hilltop estate sits in an elevation of one thousand one hundred fifty feet. Uh-huh. The home is over thirteen thousand square feet, has six bedrooms, nine bathrooms, and six thousand square feet of outdoor living space, storage, and attic. He probably has different weather up there. Interesting. His apps is a different. It's <laughs> yeah. snowing right yeah. now up there. <laughs> Wait, okay, so why does it say why he's selling? The home also has three garages that can fit up to eight cars. There's also plenty of outdoor entertaining areas, including a pool. It says they are taking the opportunity to build on land they own south of the city. Oh, maybe they're yeah. trying to get out of town a little more. We're gonna do that all over again. That seemed like that probably took all these years to get that done. I mean, I'm looking at this now. It's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wonder if it's because it's Dave Ramsey and he pays cash for everything. Like, if he wants his buyer, if he's, like, giving advice, whoever buys it, like, oh, man, if you really can't pay cash for this, now don't buy it. He paid for that house in cash. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. We're we're, (laughs) Home debt is not a bad debt to have. I don't think it's a bad debt, but I just feel like he's probably someone that that pays for cash. I feel like he will take that home because you don't get the money based on how much cash— that they give you. I know, I just, Even if they pay 20% of it, the bank gives you all the money for the house. So I don't think he cares. Like, give me the money for my house and I'm going to move on uh, $15.45 million. I know. I was saying, I think he might be, he cares about people and their finances so much. He might be like, can you really afford this? Like, no. I'm saying he won't at all. He will say, it's, if the bank says you can get the loan, you can okay. go buy the house. All right. Yes. Uh, Dave, if you're out there, call us. Tell us about this house. Yeah, we want to know more. We might pull our money and buy the and by Garage, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have 20 bucks. Yeah, hit us up, Dave Ramsey. Tell us about the house. Uh, there's a guy who won $60,000 at MGM Casino. Then he was shot with a rifle and robbed in his hotel room. Oh. Listen, scary. I had to stop playing these underground poker games because they the games were getting robbed. Dude, you were going to like houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. I was going to houses. I was going into warehouses. And I was playing so much poker that I felt like I was getting better. I was making a little bit of money. But we would hear, it'd be, we, we play like on Tuesday, we hear, oh, the Friday night game got robbed. Well, the game started to get closer and closer to us where they were getting robbed. I went and played once, and the next night at the same place, someone came in with guns, two people, made everybody get butt naked, mm. sit on their hands. They took all their clothes because they knew they wouldn't go running down the street if they were naked. Took all their clothes, all their phones, all their money, took all the money that was being gambled, and left. Did you want that to happen to you? No. That's why he didn't go back. I did not want that to happen to me. <laughs> It would have been a good story to tell, but I, I don't want to be naked around everybody else, and then I don't want to have to th- worry about who's going to go to the Conoco naked to tell the guy. That- you think they're worried about that when they're all naked there? No. They're well, like, I we're going to die. No. Well, yeah, 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 but once they leave. <laughs> after they leave, they're like, great, we're all naked. This is embarrassing. Uh, Craig, uh, 
I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so the guy won 60,000 bucks. He showed it off to a few of his friends. He said he invited a few people. They went up to his room. The door started to open. One of the men had an AR-15 that busted in his room. Oh. The other one had, he said he thinks, a Glock. They were pinned down, forced to give the hotel safe combo. Robbers could not open the safe. That's when they say he uh, got ran into the ha- hallway and then shot back through and hit him in the lower intestine. Mm. So he got shot. He's okay, obviously. Yeah, that that's guess- that's scary. When someone comes in with a gun, and again, I've been in a situation where someone held a gun to my head, robbing me for what was in my ATM. And I had like $8, period, in my ATM, in the ATM. And it was su- it was su- such a blur, but I can still remember it so vividly. It was a blur as it I never got scared while it was happening because I was like, dang, this is like out of body experience. When the guy pistol whipped me in my head, whack, didn't hurt because I was like, wow, this is crazy. When they ran away, it hurt and it scared me for years and years. I mean, I still that being one of the incidents that's it still bothers me. Like I still can't sleep some some nights because of that. But you win money and you're in a public place, or you have money and you're in a public place, don't show it off unless you got somebody guarding you. Guys, when you win big, though, you can't help but to scream and like, ah, and they ring a bell and everyone looks at you. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Well, then maybe you just sleep in a different hotel. Oh, just if, leave. If I won big and the bell started going off, I would go fetal on the floor and cover my face. <laughs> <laughs> I would get quiet, go fetal. <laughs> Nothing to see here. I'd point at somebody else. They won. I won. I'm like, good for you, buddy. And then you caused them to get hurt. Hey, that's life, baby. <laughs> Last night, Raymundo had a little too much to drink. What were you drinking? Oh, you know, I'm always hitting the hard seltzers. Was it last night or was it weekend? It was weekend. Okay, I don't want to say it was last night if he's here on the show this morning. I was rolling with it for the story. Okay, good. I like that. So the weekend you had a couple hard seltzers. Yeah, and the cat is 14 years old. He's in the dawn of his life. I mean, we don't know how many more years he's going to have, and we love him so much. So I made some pretty big high-dollar purchases on the internet, and I want to share them with you guys. All for your cat. All for the cat. Okay, here we go. How many are there? Four of them. And number four. A cat laser pointer, you just do it around your house, and apparently the cat will chase it. It was two bucks. Two bucks. Hey, so huge. is it for cats specifically, or is it just a laser pointer? It's just a laser pointer, but they market it to cats. Oh, wow. Okay. Number three. A battery-operated fish, and it flops around like it's real, and apparently it'll, you know, make the cat run around and chase it a little bit. Huh. That's cool. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. You don't have that yet? That one hasn't come in. The next one we have already installed, and I sent a picture to M2 to put on the internet. At number two. A cat water fountain, and it's supposed to keep the water really cold, but it really does shoot the water up in the air, and he's he enjoys drinking from it. Already he's using it. Really? Yes. And the number one thing you bought. And that was $30. Number one, here it is, Miawa Joanna. What the? <laughs> you sprinkle it on their food. It's edible. And it relaxes them. <laughs> oh, like marijuana. But yeah. Wow, yeah. Anybody, Lutzbox, did you get it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Joanna. Sorry. A Joanna? I, it took I mean, me a second. That's hilarious. And $8 on that one. Joanna. That's cheap, Ray. Yeah, right. You, didn't you got a dealer? Ray, Ray starts to <laughs> put it on his food. <laughs> sprinkle, sprinkle. What's cat's name? Uh, Rebel? Well, I call him Pablo. Pablo. Yeah. Yeah. Rebel. When I changed my name to Raymundo, he changed to Pablo. What what his name used to be? Scully. Why didn't you like Scully? You can't change an animal's name when they're that old. I change everybody's name. What? Does he come to Pablo? Yeah. The cat that's the thing with cats. You can call them five different names, they'll go to all those. It's not like a dog. 
And <laughs> are you sure? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, I call him Squirrel. I call him idiot. So he just comes to your voice more than he comes to a name. For the most part, yeah. Okay. He said he calls him idiot. What? <laughs> and the cat is like, huh? but like in a joking <laughs> fashion, I'm like, you idiot. And then that's when he runs around. What and goes crazy. Voice? How do you talk to your cat? Do your do your cat voice? You dang idiot! Come here, you idiot! <laughs> if you call him Pablo, how do you talk to him? Pablo, you idiot! Pablo! It sounds like idiot's a consistent name for this cat, <laughs> regardless of what else. But let's say if you're like, hey, uh, Pablo, do you want some meow iguana? Or like, you hungry? You want some water? How do you talk? Aw, Pablo, you idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? So weird. Yeah. It's like Ren and Stimpy. <sighs> uh, let's go take this call from Christy, who is in Kansas. Christy, you are on the Bobby Bones Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you all? Really good. What do you want to say? Um, I just want to give a shout out to my eight-year-old son, Christian. Um, he listens to you guys all the time when we drive to work and to preschool. And now that he's older, he goes to regular school. But um, he came to his dad and I this summer and wanted to raise money for other kids that are less fortunate or sick. And last year, he raised almost $4,000 um, just making bracelets. And he sells them, and he donated money to St. Jude's and Make-A-Wish. And this year, he wants to raise over $5,000 to help other kids in need. And so he's only eight years old? Yeah, he's only eight. He'll be nine in March. Yeah, come on. Come that's on. That's awesome. I got you right here. That's great. Tell him we said we're proud of him. That's, that's fantastic. I will. I will. Thank you guys so much. And we will put you on hold, and we're going to send you and him some Pimp and Joy uh, merch so you can have something to wear because we're, we're we're super proud that you guys are making a difference in your community and for and other communities too frankly okay so hang on we want to hook you up thank you you're welcome speaking of pimp and joy you know what's our message to find joy within yourself and for others and we don't keep any of the money from it ever we're launching some new items on friday so at nine eastern eight central seven mountain six pacific the line goes up online and it'll probably sell out pretty quick because uh, we can only make so much of it. But Amy, what's up this week? Well, we're super excited about the sweatpants. We've never done Pimp and Joy sweatpants before, and they say hashtag Pimp and Joy down the leg. So anytime you put them on, good reminder to choose joy, spread joy. And then we have a tie-dye pullover that's super cute that people are excited about. And then we'll have other Pimp and Joy items. And uh, we don't keep any Pimp and Joy money. 100% goes to various causes. We have funds, COVID relief, different things. So you can feel good about your purchase and spreading joy. Friday morning, we launched the new line. Hey, I want to do a tomorrow tease because I just found out about this. But remember Lunchbox's balloon he sent into the air? And inside the balloon, he had listed some things that he wanted them to give to him. It was all because of a news story we found where a girl was like, all right, I'm going to send a balloon off. And if you find this, grant my wishes, right? Like for Christmas. I think it was for Santa. Trying to get it to the North Pole. Right. So we took that idea and did it with Lunchbox. Someone found his balloon. What? No way. Balloon has been found. Which is crazy. It just that wasn't trash. Crazy. Yeah. Why didn't it? It could have landed and popped in a tree and then mm-hmm. never it's seen gone. it. Gone. About a month ago, we released the balloon. Not going to tell you much more, but tomorrow morning, about mm, 8.20 Eastern, 7.20 Central. This is amazing. Someone found his balloon. Now, the question is, did he get anything from it? <laughs> and I tell you this, I don't even know the answer. So we'll hear about that tomorrow. <laughs> ah, yes. Isn't that funny? What do you think? I, I, I'd forgotten about this. This is well, amazing. We, we just never thought anything would happen from it. So that'll be on tomorrow's show. So heads up there. Yesterday, we we're trying to go uh, grab some lunch. There's a like a 
sushi, Peter's Sushi. You familiar with that place? Yes. So we drive down to it, and we couldn't get into the parking lot of Peter's because there's a Chick-fil-A next to it. Oh. And the line for Chick-fil-A was, like, wrapped all the way around to even get in the parking lot. So you had to drive through. You had to somehow get people in Chick-fil-A line to let you through to go park in the parking lot. Does that make sense? Yes. Is that in the same? I'm trying to picture. Right I've beside been it. there. But I, I've been to the, is that where the golf store is, too? Yes. Right in front. The same golf store in front of yes, it. Yes. So that happened to me. I was trying to go to the golf store, and I couldn't get in. Why are you um, trying to go to the golf store? You playing golf, Amy? No, I guess I was I, I was for my husband's birthday. I mean, this wasn't like recently. Oh, okay. But I'm just telling you, I know that, yes, that shopping center and that Chick-fil-A, I was blocked forever because people were trying to get food and I couldn't get to the golf store. <laughs> I almost just decided to go ahead and stay in line and get some Chick-fil-A. Well, people were like thinking we we're cutting in Chick-fil-A line and we're mm-hmm. like, no, we're trying. I was doing my fingers like I was jumping over. <laughs> I was going like, we're going over. Let us through. Yeah. And so it took about 10 minutes, but we got through. And then I saw the story about Chick-fil-A's responding to complaints that their busy drive through lines are negatively affecting nearby businesses. It's true. If you're next to a Chick-fil-A, you're dealing with that around lunch and dinner. We have two examples right here. And when did Chick-fil-A make that flip to being wildly popular? Because we had Chick-fil-A's my whole life. And they were always good. I always loved Chick-fil-A. Yeah, they weren't that crazy at the mall. But they weren't that crazy in Hot Springs, Arkansas, where I grew up. There was always a little line, a little one, but you got your lunch, you got out of town, went back home, went back to Mountain Pine. But now, would you say what, last 10 years? Last five years? Five years? Yeah, because it's insane now. It, it's always a line. It's Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A in the south, and then now it's as it's spreading from the southeast, a little bit northeast and midwest. That is what the burger place out west, in and out Burger is. in and out was... I never thought we'd see anything like an In-N-Out, but Chick-fil-A starting to be like an In-N-Out mm. burger. So I do think that is that they are uh, hurting other businesses. So th- we should tax them with nuggets. <laughs> they should take nuggets to every one of the businesses nearby once a week and say, sorry for your loss. Do you agree that Chick-fil-A is hurting other businesses? Nearby? I mean, yeah, I, it was hard for me to get there. I get what they're saying, but they are efficient and they can't help yeah, it that a lot of people want to come there come lunchtime. I agree. And how they line up two lines at the same time and make everybody get in the right place. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> you right about that. Yeah. Although I did have one of them say, you're welcome. <gasps> and you Instead got them the pleasure. other day. Yeah. Crazy. Sure Did enough. you make a big deal out of it? I got out of the car pointing and said, Who's <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, let's talk to Alicia in North Dakota. Alicia, how are you? Hi, how are you? What's going on? So I have a funny story for you. Um, this lady robbed us. Uh, she actually came to our house when we weren't home. She stole a whole bunch of tools and stuff. My husband, he's all redneck, so he's got game cameras set up in the yard. And we caught pictures of her robbing us, taking the tools off, and she actually stole my daughter's car, wow. uh, a small SUV. Well, we knew it was her, so we posted her all over social media and pictures of the car, and we're like, hey, if you guys see our car, let us know. Um, about two weeks later, friends of ours that we actually bought the car off of, they were driving down the city and they look over and there's our car listed for sale at the dealership. Turns out she stole the title, sold it for drug money, and they traded it into a dealership only like 10 miles from us. How did she get the title? Was the title in the car? No, she robbed our house too. Wow, she found the title. Like that's... 
Uh, listen. Yeah. I hate to say this, but she, actually stole she went the extra mile. <laughs> she did she what? what? Yeah, she stole other titles. We we were sure she was trying to come back and get one of our other vehicles, too. Oh. And, yeah, so we had cameras set up everywhere. And so we ended up getting the vehicle back in better condition than it was. It was uh, it had brand new tires on it, had new shocks and struts. It was detailed. It was fantastic. And now she's sitting in jail. <laughs> you know, and that stinks for you guys. You had stuff stolen. But the car dealership fry out money, huh? Because they kind of they had the car. They bought in the car. They made it pretty. Put some stuff on it to make it work better. Oh, yeah. And then had to give it up. That stinks, too. That stinks for everybody except, well, I guess for her now, too. She's in jail. How much time she get? A couple, uh, three years, I think. She's probably out in like six months. Oh, does that scare you when she comes out? She's going to, you know, retaliate? Uh, maybe. I guess I don't know. But we've moved since then. So oh, okay. She she's like, well, it didn't until now. <laughs> I always think of that. But, hey, you moved. That's good. Hey, uh, thank you for that story. We appreciate that, Alicia. Have a great day. Have a great day. Thank you for calling the show. Uh, there is a company that's created a pair of underwear that never has to be washed. You snarl your nose. Yeah, because like, that just doesn't, I don't care what you say. That's can't be. If you hate to wash your underwear, there's some good news coming your way from the Minnesota company called Herkleon. They've come up with what they call the world's cleanest underwear, an innovative self-cleaning undergarment that can be worn daily for weeks, even months, without becoming smelly. It's all because of a revolutionary material called Herc Fiber which destroys all bacteria and stays clean without needing a wash. Hmm. All you have to do is let the underwear, quote, air out after wearing it and put them on again the next day. I mean, okay. I guess if you're traveling or this could come in handy. There's no price. I wonder what these cost. I don't know. I would assume Herc Fiber is not extremely cheap. I think this would be great to have, not to wear every day, but just in case you had to wear them two days in a row. Because sometimes that (laughs) happens. And then you're going, okay, do I flip them inside out or do I not wear any at all? But there you go. Underwear that you can continue to wear, which sounds right up Lunchbox's alley. He does that in. Anyway. Yeah, I'm already Googling it. <laughs> See if I can find them. Is there a price on that, Mike? $199 for a 10 pack. Oh. Oh, 10 pack. Whoa. Ten. Oh, okay. So do the math. 20 bucks a 20 pair. 20 bucks a- Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not too bad. I saw a headline about Lionel Richie, and it said, who I work with on American Idol, who I love. I just don't know if I've ever met a better guy, especially who's extremely famous and extremely nice. And he doesn't have to be nice to me. I'm the peon on that show. Lowest of the low. But just the best, right? And so anytime I see anything about Lionel, I click it. And it says 71-year-old American Idol judge Lionel Richie dating 30-year-old. And I click it and I'm like, who's he dating? I know her. I've known her for 40. She's been on... Oh, really? Yeah, she's great. I didn't know she was 30. (laughs) 71-year-old American Idol judge Lionel Richie is in a serious relationship, according to this report, with Lisa. And I'm like, hey, Lisa. And then so I go to her Instagram. We, she follows me on Instagram like she's my friend. So this is interesting because you didn't you said you didn't know she was 30. So mm-hmm. did that mean that you just kind of looked at her and be like, oh, that, that's normal? Like Lisa's exact age is unclear, it says, but it's believed she's in her early 30s. I never thought a dang thing about it. There we go. Can I see? I don't. Yeah. To- it won't look that weird to you, I don't think. Oh, yeah, no, because, well, it does look like his daughter. <laughs> well, if there's that age difference, it, it absolutely could be. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Lionel does not act like a 71-year-old guy. Really? Right, that's what I was going to say. Look doesn't like look like a 71-year-old guy. Nothing about him. Says well, se- then it works. I would have bet if you I'm just— I'm sure there's some parts. <laughs> what? Always Amy. She, <laughs> Amy, wow. what is with Amy you? After Dark is a different person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Levity people just looking for it these days. Okay.
I'm going to Google that levity. What does that mean? <laughs> make light. Yeah. Like humor with okay. making light. Yeah, because yeah. like it's, I just need it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's all the story that, but when you meet Lionel, you think he's probably 58. And you meet her, you think she's probably 34, 35. And there's no, it doesn't feel weird. Anyway, I thought there was some big story. He was dating somebody new and I clicked it and I was like, I've known her for four years. <laughs> I know that girl. How did they not know this was a story? <laughs> Anyway, so I saw that uh, American Idol back on Sunday night. I think maybe one or two more episodes until I'm on. Because I missed the first chunk of just the straight auditions because I was doing my my show. But I'm excited because it's really good this season. Somebody hit me up and was like, I heard Amy doing commercials for The Voice. Oh, yeah. And I don't do them because I, I'm on American yeah. Idol. And they were like, how smart. Because they know you're an Idol show and they bought Amy to <laughs> combat that. <laughs> that. That's pretty funny. Uh, we're out. Have a great day, friends. We will see you tomorrow. Get your bones on Bobby Bones Show.